0: No, 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 I'm overdue. I'm really in a stew. No time to say
1: goodbye. Hello, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late.
0: My... We haven't... been invited. And curiosity often leads to trouble. Oh, 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 oh. No, no.
2: Monsters, Madness, and Magic.
0: Welcome to the Monsters, Madness, and Magic podcast. I'm Justin, joined by my co-hosts, Daniel and David. This evening, we have a very special guest with us, researcher and author of the upcoming six-part book series, Into the Rabbit Hole, Mr. Micah Dank. Micah, how the hell are you?
2: I'm good. How the hell are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing awesome.
0: great. Doing even better now that you're here.
2: Oh, I love it. <laughs> actually just got off another podcast about like an hour and a half ago.
3: You trifling bit <laughs> <What? laughs> Oh man.
2: Well I
0: hope it was fun. We hate to, to disappoint you here. It was
2: fun. So, you guys familiar with my work at all?
0: Yes. Um I've been looking into it a good bit myself.
3: Okay.
2: Justin Justin is.
0: I'm not. When I say familiar, I know what you've done, and I have a basic understanding of astrotheology, like a first-grader's understanding, which I hope you're going to fill in today.
1: Absolutely. I know nothing. Definitely interested in the
3: subject. I need to know. Yeah, basically, pitch it to me. Like, (laughs) usually Justin's first question is like, so what got you into doing this? So I'm going to, so what got you into writing this? kind? No. (laughs) <laughs> I have never heard of you until the other day. Whenever I heard we we had this podcast, but Justin gave me the brief, like, Cliff's Notes tagline of right. what you what you write. So, All right. rather than him spoil it, I will rather get it from you. What? Give me the rundown. Who you are and what do you write?
2: So, what I <clears throat> what I do is I talk astrotheology. There's two big names out there: uh, Jordan Maxwell and Santo Bonacci. are or Bonacci. They're two. Uh, Like OGs in this game and uh, I started doing what they did because they both influenced me really heavy. I watched a lot of their stuff and then eventually I was able to start doing stuff on my own. So what I do is a little different than what they do. And the way I present it is in a six book series of thrillers. They're like Dan Brown, Da Vinci code type thrillers with all sorts of cryptograms, anagrams, but they're all Bible based. And it's basically the characters are going to decode the information. I'm going to give you just a taste of it, but the rest of it's going to be in the book series. It's Bible based. So is is it a faith based series that you're doing? It's not faith based. Well, so what I usually tell people when I do interviews, because I know sometimes there's a Christian market that listen I say, look, if, you know, I, I have some longtime Christian friends. They can't deny the information I'm about to share with you. But what they say is they find, they find a way to make it work in their religion. So if that's what you do, that's fine. Or if this tells you, tells you that the book is just an astrology book and that's all it is, I'm fine with that too, to be honest. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but there comes a certain point that, like, at, you can only dig down so far into the soil and the substrata before it's like, well, then what happened? Yeah, well, hell, I don't know. So, how yeah. did that wall get there? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I get it. I was just curious because a lot of the, a lot of what I've been reading over four or five years has been mostly faith-based, and so I just, I was just curious if we knew the same people or whatnot. But no, nah, keep going, keep really because right, so, I
2: so mean, go cool. ahead, mission accomplished. Let's, I'll end up buying it. But- let's start. I'm wearing my, I'm wearing my fame T-shirt today, by the way, too. Oh,
0: ah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well then, here there we go. Goes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody too sweet. It.
2: <laughs> so um, let me start off with this question to you guys. What do you think the oldest writing on the planet is? What civilization? Sumerian.
1: That's what i was okay. that's my
2: guess. Beautiful. Okay. And that's what, 6,000 years ago. Okay. So that's 6,000 years ago. Have you heard of the Lascaux caves in France?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: sir. You have? And so, you know what they are. There's a bunch of just like uh, drawings like, on the wall of like, like
1: 12,000.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like uh, fish, bulls, rams, all sorts of goats, all sorts of animals. So the last cow caves have been carbon dated to about 40,000 years ago. Now, the interesting thing about carbon dating is a lot of uh, Christians will say that carbon dating is not accurate, um, which is half true. It is. Um, the truth of the matter is it is accurate up to 50,000 years. Uh, but anything more when you start to get into the hundreds of thousands or, or, or millions of years, then it's not as accurate. That's for damn sure. But it is accurate up to 50,000 years. But my point is simply this, is that you don't need to prove something's 50,000 years old. You just need to find something that's older than uh, the Bible says the world is, right? And then once you break that boundary and you can say it with a fact, then you can move on to something older. So basically, the Lascaux Caves are these caves in France that they discovered. Since you guys are familiar with, I won't give my whole spiel on it. Basically, they found these caves, they went down... (laughs) They went down deep into the caves and they found all these carvings on the wall. So what they had was they had an astrologer and an astronomer come in with a computer after they carbon dated this thing to 40,000 years ago. And with a computer program, they rewound the sky back 40,000 years and they printed out a map of what, where everything was. And the interesting thing is, is that when they printed it out and they put it up against the wall. Um, the fish were where Pisces was, the bull were where Taurus was, the goat was where Capricorn was, so all that stuff was there. It was accurate, so when they were around it 40,000 years. So what kind of civilization are we talking about that knew the zodiac 40,000 years ago and even knew the animals uh, and the people where they belonged on the sky?
3: Enoch mentioned
2: I do a thing on the Book of Enoch, too. I'm not going to do it here, but if, if we ever come back on, I can do I've mm. decoded it, too. The reason the Book of Enoch is not in the is not in the Bible, even though it's still in the Ethiopian Bible. The reason the Book of Enoch is not in there is because they openly talk about astrology in there, whereas the in the Bible they actually encode it. Right. Okay. No, that's so this, when
3: he was talking about like the civilization. I didn't know the I forget the name of the or if they even called this civilization. But yeah, you're like what's the oldest known writing. I mean, it depends on if you wanted to call it those, the uh, inscriptions that they found in the rocks from like 25 or 50,000 or even 75, those cycle of eons things. So yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm following you.
2: (laughs) Okay, good, good, good. So there's questions that you can ask about the Bible, like how Jesus was able to heal the blind, how he walked on water, how he turned water into wine, why he had 12 disciples, why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas. Why he was specifically betrayed with a kiss, why he was dead for three days, why his birthday is December 25th. All that is astrotheology, and I'm going to start to get into it, but for your listeners out there, I just want to go over the 12 signs, and I hate doing this because it's so like trite and a lot of people know it already, but I want to make sure that everybody is on the same page with me because I don't need to, I don't, you don't need to have a PhD in this. You just need to know like what specific information is in what sign, and then you can begin to read the Bible like an open book.
0: It's good to establish a base, so that I think that's a good idea. So that even right.
1: if you're just picking it up right here, even that's if the nobody, idea. there it is.
2: Right. Good to go. So, feel free. So am I good to go? Can I yeah. give you guys my Please. twelve? Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let it go, man. So the first sign, uh, the first sign is Aries, but I'm going to explain Aquarius first. Aquarius is represented by the man, and it's the man with the water pitcher. Uh, I'm not going to go into the story of Zeus of why the Aquarius is the water pitcher. But um, Aquarius is the man with the water pitcher. Pisces is the sign of the two fish. Aries is the sign of the ram. Now in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. Okay? It's a 12-hour day, 12-hour night. It's also the Passover. The Jews celebrate the Passover this time. Or astrotheologically, it's actually the passing over of the sun over the equator on its way to its height to the summer solstice. In Christianity, the passing over is changed and becomes the resurrection of God's son. So it's two things, one meaning. And it's also why the Jews smear the lamb's blood on the door in the Bible. It's the ram. They're the people of the ram. Um, it's also why the Jews blow the ram's horn at the sky, which I'm sure you're familiar with. It's, it's because shofar. of Aries. It's shofar, yeah, It's because of Aries. And Taurus is the bull. Now, I want to get into this real quick. It's important to understand is that back in the day, let's say 40,000 years ago, okay, because we can date that with accuracy, to know that they were semi-conscious and knew what the at that time and they knew what the zodiac was um taurus is the bull now here's the thing back in the day you never you didn't have watches smartphones computers calculate you didn't have any of that stuff all you had was maybe like a couple sundials and you had to look at the stars in order to tell you where and when things were going to happen when was winter coming when do you plant when do you harvest right so that's what you needed it for so as above so below as they like to say taurus is the bull when you see the bull in the sky you put the plow on them, and you plow for the rest of the year. You harvest in Virgo and Libra, which I'll get back to when I get to the signs. Gemini is the story of Castor and Pollux Troy, um, whose sister was Helen of Troy. And you guys are familiar with the story of Achilles, right? Yeah.
0: Right. Mhm.
2: So the next sign is Cancer, which is the crab. And it's the sideways moving creature. It moves like this. And the reason that Cancer is the crab is because in Cancer, in June 21st, you have the summer solstice. The sun rises a degree every single day on its axis until it hits the summer solstice. Then for three days, it stays on that height. And then on, December 20, on June 25th, it comes down a degree. And it continues to go down a degree every single day until it hits the winter solstice, December 21st. Then for three days, it stays on that bottom degree. And then on Christmas, it's brought back to life. It's born again. The, the God's son has come back to life. It's also why he was dead for three days because the sun doesn't rise for Are you guys familiar with that or yes yeah, sir yeah
0: i'm following you i'm just i'm just not i'm trying not to interrupt you while you're no that's you. yeah i'm excited I'm just, to like, hear it from going. you yeah.
2: <laughs> okay this is the main all right so some a lot of the stuff you could have picked up in zeitgeist but not a lot of the new stuff that i'm talking about is but anyway so after cancer is leo which is the lion and he's the king the sun actually is the ruling planet of leo then Virgo is the woman holding the wheat. So remember before when I told you that you plant in Taurus and then you harvest later in Virgo and Libra? Well, the lady with the wheat, that's the sign of Virgo. So you harvest the wheat to make bread. That's when you start harvesting. You plant right. in Taurus and then you start harvesting in Virgo. So you make it for the year. So Libra is justice, scales, it's the balance. Uh, the reason it's the justice is because it has the fall equinox, which the Jews celebrate the new year. And it's also known as the justice. It's known as the, um, the balance, the justice. That's why the Jews celebrate Yom Kippur, which is the, um, what do you call it? It's their atonement. It's, they're being judged. It's in the sign of being judged. So they atone in Libra. And um, so the Jews always celebrate the New Year around then. And it's also wine season. So you plant the grapes in Taurus, and you get the grapes finally in Libra, and you make the wine. So between Virgo and Libra, you have the bread and the wine, which are the symbols of Christianity. Scorpio is the betrayer. The reason he's the betrayer is because when a scorpion bites your lip, when a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint on your skin that looks like a pair of lips. It's where the mafia gets their kiss of death. That's where they get that metaphor from. It's why Jesus was betrayed from Judas with a kiss, because Judas symbolizes Scorpio Scorpio. and Jesus is the son. Okay. So the sun is judged in Libra. It's betrayed in Scorpio. And in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow uh, inflict further punishment on the sun and kill it. In Sagittarius, you have December 21st, which is the day the sun dies. Okay. And then for three days. So God's son is then dead for three days and then he's resurrected. So that's this thing that happens every single year. And Capricorn is the goat, because if you look at the Zodiac wheel, Capricorn's always at the bottom and Cancer is at the top. And if you're picturing the sun going along the zodiac wheel one degree, um, Capricorn starts to climb. He starts to climb the mountain, just like the goat does. So that's why it's the goat. So those are the 12 signs. Do you guys have any questions, or do I'm going to keep going?
0: I don't have a question about the signs, but I do have a—I just want to ask you real quick. If you grew up in a religious household—
2: I did. I did. I grew up in a very conservative Jewish household, and I always rejected it.
0: Gotcha. I just wanted to kind of probe your brain on what was your uh, initial reaction internally when you start uncovering some of this stuff.
2: You lose your mind. You lose your mind is what happens because you realize you've been lied to your whole life. Mm -hmm. You lose your mind. Jordan Peterson says um, the pathway to enlightenment is barred by a trip through hell. And that's why there's not that many enlightened people. And I I take that. (laughs) I I think that's true. Right. Right. (laughs) So. If I'm, I don't even know who I'm talking to. I'm just going to throw the question out. Okay. Um, okay. So have you heard of the phrase pride comes before the fall? Yeah.
0: Yes, I That's have. Crazy. And I'm, I'm not going to cheat. I've already listened to your interview, so I'm not going to participate in
1: the.
2: Okay. Fair enough.
1: So, <laughs> so Daniel, you go. I've seen Talk to it to me. No, nah, I'm definitely, I many questions to come.
2: <laughs> okay. So, what would you think "Pride comes before the fall" mean? Well, it depends. it depends on your
3: like where you take that from. Is it the Luciferian "Pride comes before the fall," or is it like the standard fable, like with a giant? You know that the the pride would all when you become prideful, and the more prideful you get, then it just becomes easier. Eventually, you slip
2: up. Yeah, <laughs> and that is how they want you. But astrotheology, we just went through the signs. Do you know what a group of lions is called?
3: Oh yeah, pride.
2: Right. So lions is Leo, pride, and that's in July and August. That's before fall. <laughs> Cute. He's,
1: <laughs> He's like blowing your son, mind, son.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Another one I can get into, too, is um, the idea of Jesus is pro- – in the book of Micah, which is my namesake, mm-hmm. Jesus is prophesied to come from a town in Israel called Bethlehem. There's a town Bethlehem. It's very important in the Bible. In the star of Bethlehem, the town of Bethlehem, Bethlehem means two words in Hebrew. It's bet, which means house, and lechem, which means bread. So Jesus is supposed to come from the house of bread. The house of bread is Virgo with the wheat stalk. So the Savior comes from a virgin. Mm -hmm. So they embed that in there too. Um, If you want to go into his nicknames, he's called the scapegoat of Israel, which is Capricorn the goat. He's the son of man, which is the man sign in Aquarius. He's the fisherman of men, which is pisces the two fish it's also why at one point he ended up feeding the whole group of masses that were listening to him with two fish because the sun was in pisces he's the lamb of god which is the ram or aries he's the lion of judah also known as leo the lady holding the wheat stalk virgo again he's born of a virgin and he's called the bread of life libra are the scales of justice he's known as the just one he's betrayed in scorpio by a kiss and he dies in Sagittarius, and it's also why he's worshipped on the Sunday because he's the Sun, whereas Jews worship on the Saturday, which is the Saturn day, because they worship the planet Saturn.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> there you go. So we're, you're, Sidu. You we're not going to go into how astrotheology is, uh, how you've interpreted some of it in the Book of Book of Enoch.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to go into Enoch today. I might do it with you guys next time gotcha. because it, it, in it itself, is its own thing. I just want to like intro this right now.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So. So. Oh, go ahead. Go on. No, no, no,
2: go on, go on. What were you about to ask?
0: I was going to ask you, your bio says you came from a family of writers. Have uh, yeah. What were some of your favorite authors growing
2: up? I liked, they're um, not coming to me right now. I liked um, Paul Auster. He was a good one. I liked um, Dan Brown, of course, mm-hmm. very heavily influenced by Dan Brown. Um, there was a book called The Rule of Four that came out, which basically it was a Um, It was a book that you could read one way, kind of like the Bible, and then you decode it, and there's a completely different story under it. Mm. And I just love that. So I basically tried to do that in my six-book series. Gotcha. Um, But, I mean, I can—I'll get back to you on on the rest of the writers that I like, but I'm uh, very—I try to read a lot. I read a lot of Gnostic Gospels, you know, because I I, I can decode them with this information. You know, I've done the Book of Enoch. I've done Revelation. I've done the book of Matthew completely, line by line. And what you'll find is in the book of Matthew, when they're talking about a specific sign, the next phrase is either the the next phrase talks about their sign next to them, or it talks about their cross sign. So the Bible will start, I mean, the parable will start here, and then it'll move over one, it'll jump across one, move over one, two, three, jump across, go back one, jump across. It's a pattern. Right. It's a pattern, and it's very easy to figure out once you understand what I basically just told you. Um, for example, in Deuteronomy 32, let's start with an Old Testament passage, and then we can go to a New Testament passage. So in Deuteronomy 32, he says, He gave them honey from the cliffs and olive oil from the rocky ground. He gave his people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. He gave them lambs and goats. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat. They drank the best wine made from the juice of red grapes, but Jeshurun became fat and kicked like a bull. So... He gave them honey from the cliffs. In the sign Cancer, there's a group of stars. It's called an asterism, because it's a bundled up group of stars that are really tightly close together. And it's called the beehive cluster. So that's where you get the honey from. That's why bees are also important in the Illuminati, because they know this, okay? Olives are collected in Libra, as are the grapes from wine. He gives people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. So the butter and the milk are both milk-based. That comes from the Milky Way galaxy, which is centered in Sagittarius. So you have the milk, And then you have the milk from the Milky Way. And then you have the honey from the beehive cluster. So you have the land of milk and honey. Mm -hmm. Okay. He gave them lambs and goats. Lamb is a baby ram and Aries and goat is the Capricorn. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat. That's Aries and the wheat Virgo. They drank the best wine made from the juice of grapes. That's Libra. But Jeshurun became fat and kicked like a bull. That's Taurus. So just there, every single line was just talking about astrology. That's...
1: Go ahead, David. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just gonna go into your um, why the beehive cluster was important to the Mason. If you care to go and go that route for a minute,
2: the Illuminati. Uh, I think you said the
1: Illuminati. My bad.
2: The Illuminati, not the Mason. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> it's just it's hidden knowledge, and they use it to pervert. You know, at the Bohemian Grove, they have the giant owl. Yes. Yeah, that's astrology too. That's all that is. Um, they basically take these animals and so basically the bible is a complete astrology hidden text it's a codec that you can decode once you understand it and uh i think that's exactly just what it is to, to me but as far as like all hidden symbolism goes all that stuff like for example this you see this yes sir you, you, you see this covering the right eye this is this represents the eye of horus in egyptian times. when you go like this you represent the eye of horus um the Eye of Horus, the symbol. If you take a sagittal cut, so if you cut the brain down straight down the line like this and open up the hemisphere, and you look at where the pineal gland sits, it looks like the Eye of Horus. Right. Right. So yep. they knew this, okay? And as far as this goes, this is supposed to be six, six, six. Now you remember how recently they just told you that uh, this is the white power sign because they're trying to they're trying to throw. Or disinformation act this is 666 666 is the symbol of the devil it's the symbol of man it's six carbon six protons six electron we're carbon based creatures that's all it is right I this just... means
3: you fixing to get punt
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: just flip it upside down
1: that's what 999 nine, nine.
0: <laughs> i i could say that a lot of my current interests were cultivated at an early age like be it from a family member, books, television, you know, taping the X-Files and Millennium for my dad and uh-huh. <laughs> devouring every UFO documentary on the TV. So uh-huh. did, did your interest in these topics kind of start when you were a kid? Were you like? No, they really
2: started when I was 28 to 30 because okay. I started discovering all this. I discovered, are you familiar with the the book uh, The Flower of Life by Junvalo Melchizedek? I'm not he talks about sacred geometry and the flower of life and unpacking everything it's just, it's it's the it's the it's the quantum code that creates all matter mm-hmm. that basically that god created it's like the mathematics of it and it's this it's the um, it's the beauty of it it's just the egg of life represents literally the egg of life came out thousands and thousands of years ago and when you look at it it looks like an eight day old mitotic cell mm-hmm. And uh, they knew all this stuff. Like they had all this sort of knowledge. There's something called chronological ethnocentrism that, that people have. And what that phrase literally means is that you believe that we are in this day and age the furthest along that any other group has ever been in the past. Okay, because you think that we have modern technology, we have planes, we have this and that, that we are the furthest along. And that's just simply not true thousands and thousands of years ago they had this uh edgar casey a sleeping prophet you've heard of him Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yeah he talks about um he's gone under hypnosis and he talks about how atlantis um was brought down because they overcharged the crystals and they blew themselves up now if you know anything about crystal technology nowadays they're just figuring out how to embed movies into it and and take it out crystals are going to be the new microprocessors and computers because there's two things on Earth that have almost unlimited storage. One of them is crystals. The other one is human DNA. And in one of my books, I write mm-hmm. about a secret code that was embedded in a strand of human DNA. They just have to figure out the riddle to figure out which uh, which chromosome it's on, because otherwise there's just too much to look at. But... um really interesting. Yeah, so thank you. Um, yeah, but basically, all this kind of information is there. And um, we have had... They even... You know, movies even tease this. Like, they knew about the crystal technology. I mean, remember Superman, the 70s, the cave of crystals? They tell you about it. You know, the, the elite have to show you. It's called revelation of the method. The elites have to show you what they're doing.
1: That's, that's what it has work. to do in the law of magic.
2: Yeah, they, they have to show you. And then if you give into it, then that's your fault. But they're, by, law, they have, by, by their own law, they have to show you what it is. So they embed it in hidden codes, like the Bible or this and that, disinformation. And I'm going to show you at the end of this where it literally tells you that astrology is evil because mm-hmm. it does, so someone does tell you that. So basically they know that the Bible astrology and they Christ- basically, yeah.
1: Christians will tell you every day that horoscopes are bullshit. <laughs>
2: right. And well, this I mean, modern day like chick, this modern day like chick astrology right. is shit. No, it's great.
1: the future
3: is what's bullshit. That's mm-hmm. their initial take. Reading the future. That's right. where they're like, whoa, divination, that kind of thing. That's there where they is. have to draw the line. But uh, there's something to it. There is something there. It's you can't have if you have every religion on the earth, all seem to have focus on some. One. Heavenly creature came down, it banged chicks, and then we have heavenly creatures mixed with the human genome.
2: Right. If that's in every major
3: religion on the planet, then somebody saw something. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, it's that's the same with astrology. There's something there. What it is, I don't know yet. However, reading the astrology out of the Aiken substandard on Sunday morning, (laughs) if you base your life on that shit, you
2: deserve what happens to you. Right, you deserve it. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) No, it's true. Like the story of the Anunnaki. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, they came down here and they can... You know, it's interesting, too, because we have all these stories of the Anunnaki, how they came down to Earth and they basically... They like edited our genes. They did this and that. And they made us slaves so that we could mine gold. And then, and then something happened and then they left. Um, the so truth of the matter. No, I'm so sorry. What, what, that's okay. What I was going to say is it's interesting too, because if you look, and you can look this up, if you look up chromosome two, okay, the second chromosome that everyone has, it's 35% larger than the rest. And in the middle, it's also fused together. Where it looks like somebody welded it shut. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna look. So, it. I mean, there's there's keys and there's clues left behind
1: everywhere you look. Fun fact, just touching back on you mentioned Anunnaki way back in the very huge beginning of this stuff. What kind of got me starting to look into things that the ancient people saw was say even like the Hopi creation story and their crea- their figure Masa. Um, They told him, their God told him to go with the ant people and they would protect him from the flood. Do you know you literally say ant people as Anunnaki?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Love it.
1: So that puts him over here. So they're literally, maybe that's where they came.
2: (laughs) The interesting thing too is that, you know, in like the Sumerian tablets where they talk about the lineage of kings and one lived to be 26,000, one was 18,000, one was this and that. It's not actually years. If you add up all those numbers, you get 432,000, which is a harmonic frequency. It's actually one of the most beautiful frequencies on Earth. Um, and the interesting thing, too, is, is that they used to tune instruments to 432 hertz because it would yep. sync with your, blo- with your body. Yep. And you want to know some of the people that continued to do that? I wonder what happened to them. John Lennon, Amy Winehouse, Jimi Hendrix.
1: We know, know. what happened.
3: well you know astronauts there is a the earth has a resonant the earth has a resonant home and astronauts they leave that home is taken away and to have that home they're filtered into the station or they have to have a resonance to the astronauts because if they're away from the planet it starts fucking with their circadian stuff
1: right well you know
2: the you know the other thing too is is that um, I think it's I think it's honeybees honeybees don't actually fly they just vibrate at a certain frequency that clicks with the har- harmonic harmonization of the Earth's resonant, And it, they basically just float. They don't technically fly. They just float.
0: <laughs> no, I just learned something. I did not. That's, too,
3: the, uh, I'm like, that's <laughs> the, like the cymatic stuff. That's a lot of the shit that I started uh, reading into a little while ago was the cymatics. That's just cool. <laughs> As is, a yeah. musician, it's like,
2: yeah,
3: that's what I'm You're, talking about.
2: You know what else they could, is do? Um, we talk about um, sound wave, you're talking about how the pyramids got, be- got made and everything. Um, if you're familiar with like sound wave technology, um, they have the ability to turn tune a frequency in so that it could just lift a rock off the ground like it's a piece of paper and it just floats there. You can literally Google sound harmonics and then they basically have these rocks on these plats and then they start playing music at a specific te- uh, tempo, tempo and that's no, not a tempo, at a specific pitch and frequency and the rock just lifts off; it just levitates.
3: I forgot. And I write who, a little. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to step no, on you with.
2: No, not at all. Not at all. You guys are very kind. You can step on me all you want. I,
3: I had read <laughs> something. You might remember it. It was, but I can't remember if it was for Wamu or if it was Ball Beck, uh, the Karnak area. But there was a stone. There was a tablet. There was an ancient fragment of something. And it might have even been just as Gilgamesh that mentioned that very thing. Uh, of Gil- about Gil- them- Let me
2: just jump in real quick. Have you heard about um, Hillary's Hillary's leaked stuff that said that uh, they found Gilgamesh?
3: I really try to avoid Hillary and leak in the same sentence. No, uh, <laughs> I I, remember I heard something about that. It's I probably read it and just put it on my favorite and forget it thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Refresh my memory. <laughs>
2: It's just uh, – it's one of these WikiLeaks that came out and said that Hillary Clinton, like her and Barack Obama, were talking about how they found Gilgamesh.
1: That's you right. Did
2: plans?
1: What are I, those I, guys? I, did, I, didn't into, look, I didn't
2: look into it that deep.
1: They ask. might start watching you if you did.
3: <laughs> <laughs> one of those uh, giant bone, the uh, giant cover-up kind yeah. of things. That's how I ended up finding – now that you mentioned that, that's how I ended up finding it was uh, one of the giant dig sites. Yeah. And, uh, the you know what the
2: interesting thing about these giants are? Think about this. Have you ever seen, like, the super tall motherfuckers, like seven foot eight?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all
2: walk. They're all walking. Their bodies literally can't support them. So you're going to tell me there's 15-foot motherfuckers? No, they, they had to have been built differently. Do you know what I mean? They can't just, right. because when a you're A human that body tall, wouldn't be
1: able to... It wouldn't be able to support yeah, the bones wouldn't structure. be able to, all all be able to maintain mm-hmm. the mass. And, right. So before you get going,
0: Micah, way. before you really get going into the... Given us more of the astro theology, I wanted to ask, uh, in your fiction outside of astrotheology, what, what would you say is the most prevalent themes running through the series?
2: Conspiracies. Gotcha. My one of my main characters, Blur Slanders, is actually uh well he's basically Alex Jones. <laughs> uh, okay. So, my favorite you character. Got me. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I <laughs> talk a lot about I told, it's a lot about. It's not just see astro. See, astrotheology are the codes that mm. you know. And then eventually, my character becomes an astrotheologist because he didn't believe any of this shit. And then I'm not going to give away anything from the stories because I want you guys to read it, and I want your, listen, your listeners to read it too. Gotcha. But basically, um, he becomes a believer in this stuff, and he kind of goes in the deep end like we all do at first. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he just he just starts uncovering stuff, and I come up with a lot of them too. That I bring up, like why, like like how certain people get on the money. Like I have a okay. theory on that. I bring that into book one. I talk about a whole bunch of stuff. There's a lot of esoteric stuff that's in my books too. All
0: right, I'm not gonna ask you your theory because I don't want you to
2: tell us. But now you do have me intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: very
2: much. The books are quick reads, man. They're, they're like 250 pages. The font is a little bit bigger than normal, and there's pictures in it too. It's a heavy read. It's just not a. Qu- it, it's a quick read too, though. Like I'm you could bang go. this out. Yeah, you got. Yeah, me. my third. My third book comes out tomorrow. Actually, yes. oh, what a
0: coincidence! Yeah, Literally
2: yeah. tomorrow, yeah.
3: Well, but, oh yeah, that's right. The secret weapon. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, if
3: I may, all right, sure. Just sit, like, so the Jordan Maxwell stuff, like things that inspired you, and then conspiracy and stuff. So, compare. Give me the. Give me a tagline for your book. Uh, you know how you have to pitch a film to a Hollywood exec. You know, Home Alone, but with dogs. So this book series we've got the one we've got you know your right. ancient esoteric stuff we've got the ancient aliens we've got all of this so but you also say like dan brown and stuff so are we talking this is basically john grisham I, if, or tom clancy i mean what are we you know um
2: the first book is kind of tom clancy-ish because a major part of the book i talk about is my main character loses his brother and his brother was a marine and it goes deep 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 into mk ultra like, he learns all the shit about it that I uncover and I show. It's basically like it's basically like Da Vinci Code if the main character was Neo from The Matrix.
0: Mm, okay. I like that. That's a great pitch. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what I'm looking for. Which I,
2: which I don't see
3: the interest as people are listening.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, you want me to go into some more codes? Or you guys just want to keep bullshitting? What do you want to do? Either or, sure your show, I mean, it's your pitch.
0: Go ahead, go ahead into the codes, and then we, I'm sure we'll have questions off of that.
2: All right, so I'm going to read you guys, uh, we're going to go into the New Testament, the book of Revelation, which everybody's read. Hmm. Okay, the first living creature was like a lion. This is Revelation 4-7. The first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man, and the fourth was like a flying eagle. Now, remember how I told you Scorpio? Scorpio's the belly-riding creature, it walks on its belly, it's the lowest form of life on Earth. Its evolved form astrologically is the eagle. And then from that, it evolves again into the phoenix, which is the bird that dies and is reborn after a little while and comes back to life, much like Jesus. So the first living creature was like a lion, that's Leo. The second was like an ox, that's Taurus. The third had a face like a man, that's Aquarius, the man sign. And the fourth was a flying eagle, that's Scorpio. When you connect, you have the zodiac wheel, okay? When you connect the solstices and the equinox together, it forms a cross, that's God's cross. That's God's son's cross. It's this cross that the son lives and dies on. Okay. But when you also, for that passage I just read, you have the cross through. It makes an X through that cross, a perfect X with those four signs. And those four signs also tend to be, uh, also are the only fixed signs in astrology. So you have like mutable, you have fixed, you have, you know, your signs. And uh, these happen to be the fixed signs. Gotcha. Looking for,
0: what was the, what were you reading from again?
2: Revelation the passage specifically four seven gotcha i was just pulling it up so
0: i could follow along with you here
3: yeah i had that up i was just there, i was looking for the visual aid on the zodiac that's cool <laughs> if yeah. you right, guys want to
2: jump if you want to jump to revelation 12. okay i'm with you that's uh, that's
3: a fan favorite <laughs> <laughs> i'm in there i'm
2: going to paraphrase this okay so just follow along with me but i'm going to paraphrase gotcha. a great sign appeared in heaven a woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. It's just a metaphor. So the woman clothed with the sun is Virgo with the sun in Virgo, because she's clothed with the sun. And now if the sun's in Virgo during May, that means the moon is directly under it, okay? She was pregnant and cried out in pain because she's Virgo, she's the virgin birth, okay? Then an enormous red dragon, there's a constellation called Draco in the sky, and its tail starts at Aries, and it goes all the way down to Sagittarius, which is four signs, which is a third of the zodiac. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky. Right. That's, um, that's pretty Israel,
3: ta- Israel takes that seriously, if I'm remembering, because Israel follows the lunar calendar. They we followed the Julian calendar because of Rome. And they worship the sun in Mithra. So right. since the Jews follow the the lunar cycle, that part with Virgo, when the moon was with the mm-hmm. pregnant lady, she, it was like she was birthing the moon. Right. And so that was like a big deal. That happened a few years ago, like with the, the three or four tetrads that we had. Like yeah. That, you know, Israel, they, they were all big into that because, you know, whenever you read the Hebrew, like the red moons, that means stuff pertaining to Israel.
2: Well, that's why they also... That's why they base Rosh Chodesh, the new the new month, on the full moon. Number one. That's why, two, you have the moon day or the Monday in the sky. Number three, Moses goes on the top of Mount Sinai. Sinai is two words: sin and ai. Sin means sin means moon god, and ai means mountain. So he goes up to the mountain of the moon god. You go up there, and then the moon comes from it. Everyone thought the moon came from there.
3: Yeah, wasn't it? There was a. What of the transliterate, it was like the the original Hebrew language that they used when, like the when Moses came back down and the glory of God shone from him, they had to cover his face up. Yeah, the actual translation was is that he came down, he had horns. It was like the glory of God, but the original Hebrew wording for that was basically that he had horns right. Right? <laughs> and had to but cover up because- his horns because everybody was
2: like. Ah! like that <laughs> but, but that's because but you know why that's because he went up there and it was aries it's the ram the ram has the horns did y'all open my door <gasps> <gasps> sorry for that no, i'm
3: i was listening to you i just i didn't know if i was like i had read that from somewhere about that because uh it is painfully apparent i should really brush up on
2: that yeah yeah. Right. The the <laughs> other thing too is is that if we're still talking about Moses on the mountain, he comes down and he sees them worshipping a golden calf. Right? So the golden calf is is one of two things. Either these nomadic people who've been walking around the desert for thirty years built a giant gold statue with all the gold that they had, even though they were broke, they had all this gold, or he saw them worshiping sun and Taurus, golden calf. And that's the wrong time period because there were the people of Ares now. So what does Moses do? He breaks, he throws the the tablets down, he breaks the law, that's where you get the words lawbreaker from, because he broke the law, he was pissed, and (laughs) then they got rid of the, uh, they got rid of, you know, it's a metaphor. (laughs) To his credit,
3: rightfully so.
2: (laughs) I was gone 40 days, people!
1: (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Anyway. lost their minds <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so uh, peter Lavenda, i think is the one that said it's so much easier to implement it's, it's more palatable to people to read this in fiction and wonder is that true and then look into it themselves that's why if I it wrote seems fiction. yeah yeah i was gonna that's ask right. you is that that's exactly why I wrote.
2: that's actually why i wrote fiction i'm sitting there thinking you got books like 1984 you got whatever jules verne wrote you've got um Shaker's <laughs> guide to the galaxy you know, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Sorry, I just took it. No, that, that's why I, it's
3: just, that was funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was just funny, yeah. And, yeah, it was just a funny It was like, you got
2: all these other things, you know, and then fucking Jules Verne over whether here. What the fuck he wrote?
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that guy. <laughs> but, like, you look at all of them, and basically, I could put my truth in fiction books and get away with it because people could just dismiss it. Right. And then other people can read it under, my two main characters are Graham and Hannah, okay? If you put the names together, you get Hannah Graham or Anagram. And that's mm-hmm. why I put those names <laughs> together, because my characters and their locations are all anagrams for places in today's day and time that have to do with the storyline. Gotcha. What, uh, what was I'm the it up, sir. For that,
3: like for that, that you wanted to start intertwining? This this is inspired. Now, I mean, as you said, you know, you've stumbled down the rabbit hole like a lot of us in this type of stuff tend to do. But – you don't just all of a sudden just say, I'm going to write a book and it's going to be fictitious stuff. Like, what was the impetus? Were you playing Rainbow Six one day and it was like, I'm going to make a book that combines those two? Or, you know, or was it you came to the Da Vinci Code? There, what was that? It, could you trace it back? What Was there one specific moment you
2: were like, yep, I'm doing this. uh I remember there was a specific moment, but I, I remember thinking a specific moment. I'm going to write a book out of this and then started outlining it that day. Uh-huh. But like the the last couple of codes I've given you, that's all me. I didn't. That's that. You're not going to hear that anywhere else from me. But but for me, um, this is the kind of stuff that I come up with. And when I started coming up with this by myself, I was like, I'm going to write a, I'm going to write a book. And then I wrote. I was like i'm and then what happened was i was going to write a book and then it was going to be nonfiction, fiction and i was like no and then I, that epiphany came to me i was like i can get away with more if i write fiction <laughs> so i wrote fiction and then i was able to really just like intertwine these stories i have an english degree so like i've been reading and writing my whole life i come from a family of writers okay and okay. and i have that with me and so i just started writing and then i just put all this esoteric stuff all this knowledge that i had i just started throwing it in the books I gave them to my friend, one one to my friend, I printed out a copy to my friend Will and a copy to my friend John and my friend John was basically like, you have to go get this published now. So he pushed me to that and my friend Take Will looked at it.
1: Yeah,
2: My friend Will looked at it and he goes, I need to know more because I was just going to write one book at the time and he goes, no, keep going. I want to know more about the Black Pope. I want to know more about you know this stuff and that stuff because I do touch upon the Black Pope in the book one and then book two is mainly about the Black Pope and then uh, I see your face right now. I don't know if that's uh...
1: <laughs> this is stuff that I'm definitely wanting to hear, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hearing is is that this is a work of fiction only by characters and some locations. But like this is this is all information that that I'm trying to pick up. Every... You gotta
2: you know what? Go to Amazon and look at my. I think the last thing I had my first book has uh, 84 reviews right now, and I have 4.9 stars on it. And I talked to my publisher and they're like, people with as many reviews as you have, their ratings are usually like 4.4 or 4.5. He's like, you're sitting at 4.9. He's like, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. So he's telling I've the been truth. Doing that. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And, well, and the characters—it's just a lot of conspiracy theories, a lot of stuff that comes out.
3: I was just knowing that you have a writing background that does help because like, this is obviously such an inspired work. I just wasn't right. sure because you know a lot of times it is funny how you know something happens. I watched Star Wars, and that was the day I knew I needed to write a <laughs> scuba diving biography. And right. Generally, people had that. I was just curious if you happen to have one. You know.
2: No, I didn't. I didn't have. One. I was basically living in Boston. And um, I just I'd been to watch Santos for like six months. And then I I started being able to write this stuff on my own. And as soon as I could write it on my own, I was like, I have a lot of stuff. Like I wrote a lot of stuff. And I was like, wow, all right, so let's put this together in some stories. Let's see if we can make this happen. And then it took me two years to get an agent because I queried all of them. And I got rejected like 200 times. The last (laughs) one picked me up. And then it took me another three or four years to get a book deal. And then finally, this guy just read my first one and he goes, I'm going to sign him for all six. So I don't Thank know God anyone else who has. Up.
3: I was going to ask if you self, if you found
1: a publisher.
2: Yeah, no, I have a publishing. Oh, I have okay. a six book deal. Um, I don't know anyone else who has a six book deal. Right. Yeah. Me I'm going to, uh, you free. <laughs> guys, I'm going to, I'm going to run to pee real quick. Can I leave you guys for like a two quick sec? Yeah, that's what I just
0: right. do. Go ahead. I got my
2: ear. I got my earbuds in me though. So don't let me catch you talking shit. Gotcha. <laughs>
0: What the hell's up with that guy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I actually said it on hopefully I could get just Christ, with my workload. Hopefully I could get to it. <sighs> talking about the book. Yeah. <laughs> to actually get around to reading stuff again.
0: Yeah, I really do. Um, I want to get this. This is right up my alley. I, Heavy yeah, interest yeah.
3: I do too. I just have about 10 other books I got to get
0: through. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It has a 84 ratings. That's pretty damn good.
3: Yeah, that's not. Whenever he said that, it's like, wow, 84 ratings. But to have a, such a high rating of that is quite unusual. Because I mean, you somebody somewhere along the way is gonna slag that thing. Yeah, and you know, some asshole
0: is always gonna come in and drop somebody, one star hey,
3: on sir, it. Could have hired an editor. Something <laughs> like that. You know, <laughs> grammar, baby, grammar. Something yeah.
1: like that. <laughs> that always be the one sticking that out. freaking spokes
3: yeah <laughs> they just oh no just kind of humble them can't all be perfect <laughs> just kind of curious <laughs> we have an eighty four review sitting that high that yeah and something That's paperback
2: so now I know my first bullshit review is gonna be you guys no. <laughs> hey just know that it's all like a jab <laughs> now it'll be funny you know it, how we feel if
3: it's one of us it'll be funny it'll still be
0: five I stars.
2: That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, look at the. Are any of you guys on the on the uh Amazon page right now? I yeah. yeah yeah. Just scroll through the reviews. Like, you know, how people usually leave things like, "Good book." Read it while I was taking a shit, and leave like one liners <laughs> like that. Did I write leave a like, review already? <laughs> leave like one liners <laughs> like that. These are like <laughs> these are like essays that these people are leaving.
0: Yeah, I'm like, just scrolling, so, and they're how can all you tell they're
2: How can you tell they're Spanish? straight
3: lengthy uh response that's
1: a good <laughs>
3: thank you did some thank you for i appreciate that you know, somebody give me a laugh track
1: right now.
3: god damn that was funny yeah
2: you know. it was funny yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that's funny
3: yeah you got a lot of five star that's i just that is commendable i do have to say apparently you did find a good editor yeah, yeah. <laughs> you follow the rule never self-edit <laughs>
0: So Micah, if there's uh, no. one truth that you th- hope that people walk away from your book series w- with, what would you hope it is?
2: So the first four books um, are basically, they go so So how do I explain this? The first four books have astrology codes like the ones I gave you earlier, mm-hmm. and they have to decode it. The fifth book is codes for the Gnostic texts, like the book of Mary, the book of Enoch, you know, things of that nature. And then the sixth one... Is basically a shit show it basically demystifies satanism and luciferianism to what it really is and uh there's like this huge like bohemian grove type adrenochrome scene in my book yeah so which one is that, is that the, that's one? the last one gotcha yeah Dark, somehow yeah. i
3: picture i got this image of fear and loathing in las vegas mixes with from beyond it's nothing <laughs> but pineal glands and hunter thompson with a shaking bed <laughs> benicio del toro with like with six sweaty
2: tits coming out of my back and,
0: <laughs> so all six should be out by you should have all six they're out coming by. out
2: every they're coming out every three months oh, so okay. i've only been on the podcast i've only been on the podcast circuit like five and a half months oh, so this all. has been quick
3: so that's what i was going to say whenever all right because it this doesn't come out. These didn't come out just, I mean, they came out like last Tuesday or whatever, but you were writing these years for several years before they came out. So the first that,
2: book, the first book came out, the first book I wrote in
3: 2013. Okay. Wow. So do you have all six written? They're all done. Okay. Good. All right. So no, we're not pulling a George Martin here. The story yeah. is written. Everything's done. No. And fans who get invested now will have a
2: payoff at the end. That is
3: absolutely. That is crucial. <laughs> that absolutely. Is so important.
2: <laughs> it is. They're all done. They're all done. Book three comes out tomorrow. They come out every three months. Okay. That's the way my publisher wanted to do it. I don't know anyone else that's dropping six books in eighteen months.
3: That's
0: freaking quick. That- Mm-hmm. No, that is pretty insane. They,
2: that's a good
3: way to do it though, because if it's a compelling story, apparently by the reviews you're getting it, it must be the pacing. you tell the story, people who want the next book immediately. Exactly.
2: Harking back
3: to fear and loathing, that's me. See, I don't I will I will fully admit if somebody's writing a series, I don't buy book one until they release the final book. Because as a Robert Jordan fan. Then, no, that ain't happening. (laughs) Because I I just – when Jordan started his series and I jumped into book one and just started plowing through – and then whenever I got to book five or a uh, book six, he hadn't written book seven. I had to wait like several years for book seven to come out. And so I just gave up. I was just done. I, yeah. feel, I do feel like Johnny Depp in Fear and Loathing. You know, it's a finish the fucking story. So <laughs> yeah. as long as you've got the story written, yeah, that I'm that kind of person. <laughs> I like okay. to have the whole thing because I know the, the problem is, especially subject matter like this, I'm going to get hooked. And I am going to devour, like I'll have to distend my jaw. I will be devouring it so quickly. Right. And then immediately I'm going to want to pick up the next one and pick up the next one. And so that's really good that you're actually releasing them so close together.
2: People are bitching at me because I've got a YouTube group. I mean, not a YouTube group, a Facebook group called Into the Rabbit Hole. It's basically on my series and I drop little nuggets in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I've, everyone's like three months is too long. I'm like, do you guys have any fucking clue how this works? <laughs> I was like, do you realize how much I'm giving you and how yeah, the time you're spoiled? <laughs> so,
3: what about uh, audio books and stuff? Have you got those? They haven't lined done up? that yet.
2: No, haven't done that right now, but I know we're releasing a, um, a box set when this is all done.
0: Awesome. All right. so, so speaking, I know you just started on the circuit, but for just starting, I know you're on coast to coast coming up soon. I'm on right?
2: coast to coast next week. Really? Yeah. I'm on Coast to Coast uh, the 18th going into the 19th. So I got to be up at midnight. <laughs> nice.
0: I'm going to be listening to that. I'll be up. Same. Have you so worn Uh
2: Early on, someone told me to try and get on it. And I didn't get through to it. And then what happened was, um, I know you guys are having George Norrie on.
0: Yeah, probably, right? probably be after the new year.
2: Okay. Um, well, the thing is, is that he takes, like, he doesn't do every show in the month. Like, he takes vacation. So people mm-hmm. fill in. So the guy that's filling in for him, Richard, uh, I did his podcast. I reached out to him separately, and he was like, "Look, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to put anything on that denies that." And I was like, "We can work with that. That's fine. You know, this is this is how I present my information. You know, this is what I believe, but I'm not out there to trash anything. Right? You know, so it is what it is. So now he's interviewing you on coast to coast. Yeah, on the 18th. Gotcha.
0: I don't have any other questions for Mike. Yeah, uh, wait, uh,
2: y'all, I'm I'm just kinda
3: I'm letting I'm letting the author man spill and I don't wanna I don't want him to stumble into any potential spoilers or any kind of territory like that. I'm saving it the book. So I'm actually, believe it or not, don't have too much to say other than my normal, charming boyish good looks and uh,
2: humor. I want to hear more. I want to hear more of your uh, fear and loathing. Freaking. Uh... <laughs> I appreciate that. But, uh, you're going to have to wait for the book. You
3: know? <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I'm just, this kind of stuff is—I'm processing it while you're talking, and I'm really just—you know—to have it written down. Kind of honestly, don't even I'm, don't even want to jump in too much because, yeah, like I said, whenever you talk about it, I just kind of want to sit back and simmer on it a little bit.
0: <laughs> We're going to have to have you back on, Mike, after we've all read the books, and then we can actually, yeah, I want there. I
3: want that depth on those. to get you back. Have you, by any chance, read Sidonia by David Flynn? No, I haven't. I feel like you might love that one.
2: Okay. I'll write
3: that down. Cydonia. Yeah, C Y D O N I A. That was okay. uh that was one of the coolest books I have ever read in my entire life. And uh yeah, that one was a fun one. Still trying to figure out who was Richard who because I don't know the uh the guy Richard Syrett. I know him, but he's always I'm always looking for other people to that we could reach out to for that. So yeah, that was yeah. yeah, that's gonna be getting Nori on here. That one's gonna be a fun one. <laughs> yeah. I had to get you You'll on here to- and
2: tag team with him. when are you wait are you are you having him on soon and then you're just gonna put it out new year
0: no it's we're probably not going to actually talk to him until after the new year we're still haggling dates back and forth
2: okay he's probably super busy um i would say at least for me i'm having a shoulder surgery christmas eve which sucks wow but uh, i'm having yeah i'm having shoulder surgery christmas eve so i'm gonna be in a sling for like four to six weeks but we'll be in touch and um i'm sure you guys will pick up the first couple of books Read oh, yeah. them and then then we could talk about it because I, that's that's the one thing that I don't do. Usually, I'm teaching people astrology and astrotheology, but what I don't usually do is actually physically talk about the book. So I want all your listeners to go out on Amazon, pick up the books. You know, they got great re- ratings, great reviews. You're gonna learn so much shit. You're gonna you're gonna go through the book with a <laughs> people. Tell me, people tell me they go through the book with a highlighter. That's what they tell me. So
3: they to go,
1: look at later. That, that's what yeah. I
3: did with, uh, like, with Sidonia. It was every page I was – I had highlights in my Kindle. You can pull up my notes tab and just go page – basically transcribe the whole damn book just in my notes tab. You scroll up and see it.
1: Mike, I, I do have a question on uh, some stuff for you personally. Do you study yeah. – uh, I definitely follow a guy by the name of Roz Ben. Heard about him on the Higher Side Show. He talks about... I've been
2: trying to get on. I've been trying to get on. I haven't heard about
0: it. Uh, Yeah, I've been trying to get hey, Greg on here. back. Greg, Greg, I'm not going to give up. Just respond, all right? Wait. Back.
2: You began.
1: <laughs> you began all this. But Rosbin talks about conjunctions of Saturn and Jupiter this year. So there's... Right. A,
2: that's December 21st. So that's a it's a big one. Con- it's a huge conjunction. Basically, it's called the Star of Bethlehem. And it's gonna okay. be forty-five minutes after um the sun goes down. You're gonna look in the sky you're gonna see a big fucking star. And December twenty first is a big deal too, because that's the winter equinox. Sultans. So big things happen energy wise.
1: Do you, um, do you that's my that was my question. There is there there's already been five, maybe four, but this is a this is the biggest one, like maybe the last one. I think big things could happen. We gotta keep yeah. our eyes open. Well, oh, well let me throw happens. a
2: theory out at you real quick before before i let you go okay this is a theory that i work oh, on you're gonna let us too. <laughs> we're just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding god it got all damn y'all get a sense of humor jeez i don't bad breath no that was funny um so let me give you this theory ready in the we're in the age of aquarius now and we've been in the age of aquarius people are going to say it starts at the conjunction it didn't it started you remember december 21st 2012 the mayan end of the world they made a movie about it and all this shit. And it was going to be the end of the world. It wasn't the end of the world. Their calendar ran. It was the end of Pisces. Mm-hmm. So the age of Aquarius has been there. So we've been in the age of Aquarius for about eight. Okay. And in the age of Taurus, it was the Egyptians. And you could see with all the bulls, uh, hieroglyphs, with the sun between its horns, and how they used to sacrifice the perfect bull. And that, they were the people of the bulls. Then they start to fade as Aries comes along and the Jews become popular. Okay, the Jews become the major religion of Aries with the ram's horn and the lamb's blood, right. you know, and sacrificing the ram, uh, lamb. And then what happened was they start to fit and Christianity picks up in Pisces, which is Jesus fish, the two fish, you know, um, the, it, you're talking about, you know, Italians, uh, Christmas Eve is the feast of the 12 fishes, or is it 11 fishes? I forget. Um, but basically they're the people of that so now we're in Aquarius. So is there any wonder why the elites are trying to get everyone into a one world religion global reset? It's because they have to follow the stars, you know, uh, it's the revelation of the method. It's a new sign right now. A new world religion has to come up.
3: That's that's quite the prediction. Well, I mean, there is another book that's been predicting that for about 2,000 years. <laughs> we were just looking at it not
2: too long ago. <laughs>
1: If that is, if that is, if that's what's, uh, if that's what's being believed, if that's what's coming through. Well, here's one
3: for you. They, the uh, disciples asked Jesus, "What would it be at your return?" And he said, "Of course, it'd be storms and diverse places, and the shaking and the trembling of the earth, and the wars and rumors of wars, and signs in the heavens and signs in the earth. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man." Right. Well, if you read in the days of Noah, Genesis six there were giants in that day and in those days before that and in those days after that when the sons of god came down and went into the daughters of men and bore them giants so yeah, literally literally went and so if them. we have the passing of the new eon at the tower why did the tower of babel that whole coming down thing is because it was a one system government and nimrod who became a mighty man which if you translate that, he became a Giborah. It means he became a giant. So mm-hmm. Nimrod became that. And if it's gonna be as it was in the days of Noah, we're gonna start having some giants. Now no, that we're be. finding
2: all these we're finding all these giant bones, aren't we? And we're just suppressing it. That or we have tech giants.
3: And now yeah. everybody's talking about fusing man with machine and the singularity, oh, excuse thing. me, the singularity. So if we start fusing them together. It could very well be as in the days of Noah. Nobody ever said well, it wouldn't that be. That was digital. my point.
2: That was my point. My point is the new religion is going to be man merging with technology, you know? Hell yeah. Sky net. So yeah, it's December 21st, net.
3: y'all. Okay, kids. Let's look up at the star. <laughs> <laughs> Hold still. i inject this in your brain. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't have anything else for you, Micah, and I don't think we're going to keep you a hostage any, any longer here.
3: No, it's been,
1: thank you. It's, it's been, been a freaking pleasure. No,
3: you took, you took like a pipe cleaner through my nose and been tickling my brain the whole evening. That's why I just kind of out of sorts a little bit. I really appreciate the time, man.
2: I, I'm going to pick books up. Very Thanks, much man. So. Let's, let's, let's have some talks about them. We definitely, you know, will. for sure. I'll, I, I got your email. I'll touch base with you. Gotcha. Um, and for sure, we'll do something, we'll do something into January, maybe beginning of February.
0: Sounds great. Uh, we'll do a deep dive yeah. on the series. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
2: sounds great yeah
3: absolutely all right dude oh yes. yeah man Take, oh yeah okay so they can find you on amazon anywhere else that they could yeah find i'm you... on
2: twitter i'm on twitter and facebook micah dank you could friend me follow me you know reach out to me i usually i'm good when i cut when it comes to talking back to people usually when they reach out to me um so just find me there i'm on amazon i'm on kindle i'm on nook i'm on barnes and noble i'm on apple you could find it anywhere um that's that's pretty much. That's pretty much about it. All
0: right. Cool. you heard it there, everybody. Right. That's Micah Dank. Go buy the damn book. Leave him some love from Monsters, <laughs> Madness,
1: and Magic. That
0: is
3: it. Yep. Thank you so much, dude. Like it. it it's been a pleasure. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks, man. All right, Micah, you have a good I'm night, man. To
3: it.
2: Madness and magic.